Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week nine, waiver wire, and a little bit about the game that just wrapped up Dolphins Steelers. So let's just start out Dolphins Steelers, get this thing out of the way real quick. Uh, Dolphins actually jumped out to a little bit of a lead, uh, showed a little bit of, um, you know, they can play maybe, they want to win, maybe, and then they decided, no, they want the number one pick. So they went back to being the Dolphins and got kind of ugly after that, but I don't know. Not many takeaways from this game. Yeah, I wish I wish I had some bright little piece of information, but um, I, I think Miami and Cincinnati are both just, you know, vying for who can suck worse this year. And, you know, who wants that that number one pick? Because, yeah, I thought maybe today was the day. If they really had a shot against a young quarterback getting out to a, an early lead, you're playing Fitzpatrick, so you're not even, you know, trying to develop a QB. I mean, it is two all the way for, for these guys. Yeah, and it's, it's even hard to read. It's hard to read in any kind of Steelers stats because this is just um... – you know, playing against a terrible team. James Conner looked pretty good, but then he goes out with the injury, shoulder injury. There's no real news on it yet. Uh, Mike Tomlin did say it was a like a, a shoulder injury, but if you just go on Twitter and the takes are all over the place where it's like separated shoulder, broken clavicle, who knows? That could be pretty bad for any uh, oh, James yeah. Conner owner. Well, if, if that is, just if we speculate... Um, I mean, Benny Snell, how how much does he jump up? <sighs> Depends. Jalen Samuels is probably back next week as well. <laughs> right. Right. So and we're not Benny really Snell even got sure hurt how... tonight too. Yeah, and you're I mean you're still sitting there with Mason Rudolph and a very young team. So this was the first time that Pittsburgh has really looked good. I mean, Juju looked like Juju and James Conner looked like the James Conner everyone was hoping for. 145 yards. I mean, it was really impressive if it wasn't against Miami. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I still don't think that uh, I look at this team and see anyone that I really want to put too much stock in. As much as I even love Juju, you know, you knew that this was going to be the game that he had to do well in because it was against Miami. It's still going to be an up-and-down, you know, season for, for these guys. So even if you have Juju, even if you have Connor, I mean, how much are you – how much do you actually believe in starting these guys? <laughs> Not much. I mean, they just look how bad they looked early on in that game. Um, yeah, they did. They turned around a little bit, but this isn't a very good team. Um, Steelers just aren't very good right now, and I don't know. I'm just trying to trying to find more James Conner injury news. This doesn't sound good. Um, <laughs> it really doesn't. But you never know. You really you never know how that's going to play out. Um, yeah, people are people are all over the board on that stuff, but um, Deontay Johnson looked pretty decent. But that's an, it did. He had one one heck of a but grab. again. This is Miami. I, I just can't. It's it's tough. It's so tough to even evaluate this game. It's um, you know, Dolphin side of things. I guess I, there isn't anything to evaluate either. It's just like Mark Wallen is the clear like back there. I guess that's if you need a you need a play, you need a player to put in the lineup. I guess Mark Wallen just because he is the true number one running back there, but it doesn't really do you any, any that much good. And then, no, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just, I was going to say he got 14 touches. I don't think, which is not, not yeah. nothing, but I mean, 
you know, you might get five points out of him. I don't think he's a bad player either. I think he's actually pretty solid. It's just, how can you get anything going on this team? Yeah. I was going to say, I have no no issue with Walton, but, but I'm not going to start anyone on this team. I, I just don't think anyone is, is worth it until they can show some sort of stability, which obviously I don't even think they have any – I don't think they have any real uh, desire to have. I think that, I mean, like we kind of joke about, but I really do think that tanking is the best thing they can do for the team right now, which I don't like it, but obviously they need a lot of help and that number one pick would go a long way. Yep. That's uh, pretty much the only thing that'll help them at this point. You know, how about um, seeing Alan Hearns played? Got a touchdown catch. It's a name I've heard in a bit. <laughs> no, I- I'll be honest, I didn't even realize he was on the Dolphins. <laughs> just came out of nowhere. Then all right, so that's I don't I don't have anything more for this game. No, yeah, I, I don't either. Don't. So we're just jumping over to the actual waiver wire. And this is this is hard to talk about I want to be able to talk about, oh yeah, pick up like Jalen Samuels or Benny Snell, but we don't know what the injury is. So I don't really have anything to say about that except the fact that if James Conner is out, you go pick up and then and then if um, what's his name? If Benny Snell's injury is actually serious too, you pick up Jalen Samuels. That's it's pretty clear cut. He'd be the to me the top option. I believe he should be back next week. They thought he would be this week, and he's owned in like eleven percent of leagues right now, something like that. Benny Snell's owned in six point five percent of leagues. But so you know, we might you might know more by the time we're actually listening to this. So if Jalen Samuels is out there and he's back next week. James Connors out, you go pick him up. That's, you know, pretty clear cut, I think. Other than that, though, <laughs> yeah. other than the well, potential Steelers running back, what do we got here? Um, I mean, I'll say this. Not a lot. I um I revised the list to go 50% under this week because <laughs> okay, just okay. to see if I could throw a name or two more on it. Yeah. You know what? It didn't help much. It, it really yeah. didn't. Because – then you could go pick up, pick up players like uh, I keep wanting to say Ronald Jones because he's getting carries, but he's just not doing anything with him. Um, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. He's not. He's just not doing anything with him. He had eleven for thirty-five. His last couple games were four for ten, nine for thirty-five. I don't know. I don't know if you would recommend him right now. Or what about like a Rashad Penny who actually looks pretty good in his first game back from injury, but again he's a backup. Yeah, he's a backup, but he is in he's interesting at least. And because he will get carries in a lot of games and he is a great um handcuff to have as well. So there's upside with him at least. Where Ronald Jones, I I have a very, very difficult time um telling anyone to get him because I just don't think he's worth a whole lot, even if you have to play him. I mean, he's a warm body. Don't get me wrong. Like if you if you're really struggling, you can hope for one big run or a touchdown. But it's a tough go for for him this year. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I mean, but there's people in spots where you just need that person who's going to get carries. And I mean, shoot, I'll say, I'll admit, I'm one of those teams <laughs> in our main league we're in. I mean, I've uh, done a few moves to put myself in that situation, but um, I would take Ronald Jones right now. So if he's out there, you know, pick him up. It's not you're not in a great spot if you need to play him. But hey, not everyone's in a great spot. How about okay? So I got Penny. You got uh, one of the Steelers running backs. You got Ronald Jones, possibly. I guess um, you could still throw Mark Walton up here because, hey, it's, again, warm body, right? Same situation. Other than those kind of players, 
This is another, to me, this is an interesting one because it's if uh, Matt Breida's injury is a little bit more serious and Raheem Mostert becomes, um, I think, a good option. I, I'm, we talked about it on yesterday's episode. I think you can play two 49ers running backs. If that's Coleman and Breida, great, but it could also be Col- Coleman and Mostert. So go pick him yeah, up. Yeah, I would, I would, he would jump ahead of, I mean, besides for, you know, Snell or Jalen Samuels, whoever ends up being, you know, the guy if Connor is hurt. Uh, he would definitely be my number two. I, I really like Mostert. I like what the 49ers are doing. He has that big playability. So I think he does have a lot of upside if, you know, that injury, even if it only holds him out a week or two, that would be great for someone that needed uh, a running back. Uh, and he'd be more than a warm body, which is great too. Yeah, yeah he'd be. he's a fairly solid player in a great running offense. So he would be a good pickup and a good play. I'd feel pretty comfortable, but a lot of these are just basing on injury right now, which we don't have a lot of information yet. Well, I know that this isn't going to help for next week, but there are two names on here um, that might be intriguing and you might be able to pick them up early. But first of all, Daryl Henderson, Um, you know, they're going to have a buy, but he did get quite a bit of work alongside Gurley. What do you think about him? He did make my list. I mean, a lot of it was at the end of the game. But it's still there. And this is another player where if it looks like now if Gurley were to go down, and there's no sure thing that Gurley's going to, you know, ever make it through a season, obviously, at this point. Um, Henderson steps in and can probably do pretty decent. But, I mean, most of it was at the end, like in the fourth quarter. Why Gurley just never came back in, I'm not sure. It looks like they think they probably just – they had the game wrapped up. They weren't concerned about the Bengals. So, but yeah, Henderson right. for sure. Then I guess the other name you're going to throw out here is Jerry's Geis. Yeah, and I was going to let you talk <laughs> about him. He is he is your guy, and uh, he was Craig was bringing this up before the uh, podcast actually. So take it away. I mean, Geis to me is a really great prospect, but now with back to back years of injury, this one isn't as serious though. The big story becomes though: are you know they're not a good team, so do they want to come back and really, you know? play him a lot, but that's a question. But I think they do because they don't know what they have in him yet. How much have you really seen from Darius Geis? You've seen, what, uh, one preseason game last year, a couple preseason games this year, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe a preseason game this year and then one game? You know, you haven't seen he, he looked He looked really good two years ago in that preseason And game. he had one good preseason <laughs> game this year where he looked really good. <laughs> you need to see more from him. He can come back week 11. So, you're not going to have him for the next two weeks, but this is probably when you go pick him up if you have a spot on your bench. He'll come back. He'll play the Jets. He'll play the Lions, who haven't been very good against the run, and he'll have an opportunity to, you know, maybe show what he can do. I mean, they know what Adrian Peterson is. This team's out of it. They don't need to see Adrian Peterson. They need to see what guys can do. They're not going to go overload him with a bunch of carries, but he could be an interesting option if he could actually get healthy. And the thing is, if he's healthy – He's going to be fresh, which a lot of these people aren't right now. I, I just feel like there could be something to that. And go pick up Geis. And, I mean, there's not many options here that can really do something for you. Geis is one that actually has real potential and real talent. So that's why I'd like to make that move. Then after that, though, I don't have a lot. It's, again, to me, it's going to be, it's going to be running back handcuffs, I think. I think that's the place to go next. And, yep, and Madison Pollard and Madison. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Madison and Pollard. I don't, I do not understand why Alexander Madison is only rostered in 17.6% of leagues because 
he is a Dalvin Cook injury away from being a top ten running back. It will be he will be clearly be top ten right away if Cook goes down. I mean, we yeah, don't think Cook's going to go down, but you just don't know. Right? There's not many guys that can yeah. just completely step in and be that top guy, but Madison is one of them. Pollard is another one, really. I believe. Yeah, I I would absolutely have both of them or one of them at least on my bench because I guarantee there is some other wide receiver that you're just not going to play that you just have to be realistic with yourself and say, you know, I mean, especially your buys should be starting to your yeah at least you'd figure them out like okay I play this guy you know he has a buy whatever, but it, they truly are they're just lottery tickets waiting to happen, and if the injury does happen unless you have the you know the number one waiver pick or the most draft cash left you're not going to have a chance because those guys are league winners if if they happen to become the guy those are the guys at the end of the year that always seem to change the tide every year every single year there's a running back that's going that hasn't been picked up yet that will help win championships and i i bet you that, that guy's still out there right now there is somebody that is on this waiver wire right now that will actually help you win in week 14 week 15 we just don't quite know who he is yet. But like you said, yeah, who cares if you're, especially for past bye weeks, who cares about your fourth or fifth wide receiver right now? I mean, do you need to, do you need to roster that guy? Go get your running back handcuffs. I'm, I'm not the biggest like running back handcuff guy early in the year. I don't necessarily believe in that too much, but this is the time of year where if you know you're pretty set and you're not trying to scrape to win games and you can start to look at the future here and look at your roster for the playoffs just get your team set up. Get your, make it so you're kind of injury proof, you know, in a way. Get your, uh, get your, get your handcuffs and or steal somebody else's handcuff. It's uh, yeah, hundred percent because it is good trade bait as well. It is for sure. So go get Mad- Madison Pollard to me are definitely the top two right now, and then Henderson. That's another Henderson is another good one too for that. And you know they, I don't know who this player is going to be that wins the. Wins a league for somebody, but it's going to be one of those guys over like picking up a like a Peyton Barber, right? Go tr- right. drop somebody like that. To be honest, it, it could be someone like a, a Mostert that we've already talked about. Because what, yeah, what if Brita gets hurt and he turns into you know the number two guy that you know they just find the niche for and have a couple great plays and you know we've seen the breakout speed. So um, that I mean, yeah, he's the overlooked one to me because I mean Coleman's had injuries. Rita seems to be sli- slightly injury prone. I don't want to give him that label necessarily, but he, he, he gets he gets dinged up a little bit. You know, seems to be the case. And if that, I don't care who that number one, it could be Jeff Wilson be the number one running back in that offense. I think they'll be good. Oh, with and that without a doubt. I mean that that team is just built so well to run the ball down everyone's throat. And shoot, uh, Jarek McKinnon would have actually been good. Yeah, he would have been fine. He really would have. Yeah, that would have not worked. Yeah, just those are those are the best ones to me. I guess um, I can talk about wide receivers. So I haven't really we haven't said anything about any wide receivers yet because I mean it's probably for good reason. <laughs> There's not not yeah. like a lot out there. Um, I mean, what are you gonna? You can go slightly. You don't want to go crazy for Darius Slayton and his two touchdowns because it was off only two catches. He's uh he's kind of a more desperate type play I feel like yet. Yeah, I'm still not on board with that. I mean, I, I get it, but I, even I would rather have like a McCole Hardman or Philip Dorsett, who are you know hovering around the thirty mark, 
Obviously, you know, you don't know how New England is going to shake out, but at least he's been okay and he's on the field a lot. And McCole Hardman, even though Matt Moore came in, had himself another good day. So it kind of just shows that he might be a little more worthwhile than some of these other guys that are a little more, uh, you know, their ceiling isn't near as high. And then um, let's see if I go 50% and under, it doesn't really help me. There's really not a lot more out there. Um, I'm still uh, on Tate off this week. He's actually been getting decent targets, but AJ Green comes back. That can change things. So Tate did get 13 targets this past week again, six the week before, 11 the week before. So he's been getting targets. It's just now they have a bye week, and then they play Baltimore. AJ Green might be back. I don't know if that can continue. So I wouldn't yeah. worry. It's probably not going to get him. And I do, I mean, yeah, and that obviously we're, we're really going to, you know, at least who's getting playing time. But even with him, the reason I can't completely buy in, be, even if AJ didn't come back, if, you know, Aiden Tate was going to be there and play the same way he's playing now. I mean, in the last two games, you just look at that and, and they played good teams. Don't get me wrong, but 13 targets, but he only caught five of them. The game before six targets, he caught three. 11 targets, he caught five. So the targets are a little misleading when it comes to Tate. And you can see his numbers are, are fine. They're actually playable, um, especially if you're in like a, a PPR. It helps a little bit. But I just with this offense, I just don't believe that he's ever going to have those those big games. And then, okay, I'll talk about his, his teammate here too, Alex Erickson. I'm, I'm not buying this even slightly. So just <laughs> not. He's had two good games in a row, but I'm honestly just not even coming close to buying it. Um, something he'll have to do something else after the bye week. But these guys have bye, so don't consider them right now. If you need that like that type of wide receiver, just gonna hopefully get you catches. I would, I'd look more towards like Danny Amendola, who's had two good games in a row: eight, eight for one hundred five and eight for ninety five. He's been pretty solid. Plays Oakland this week. Um, you know, he's still though the third receiver. But he's the third receiver on a team that looks like they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. So on a, on a decent team, with that's to throw the ball a lot. And Mandola could be interesting. Again, not trusting that at all, though. But I think he has more value than like than, than Alex Erickson or than some of these other players. You know, we talked about. I'd I'd probably I'd feel more comfortable throwing Amendola in my lineup than I would putting Slayton in my lineup or like a Deontay Johnson or players like that, I'd much, I think I'd rather put Amendola. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I actually, I, I don't mind that. I, I feel like a year ago I would call you crazy, but the way things are shaping up, um, he, he looks like he's going to have a role in a pass heavy offense all of a sudden. So yeah, why not? I think that's actually a good call. Then, I mean, I guess it depends on how desperate you're getting right on. So well, I mean, these, obviously, because <laughs> you can even get more desperate than that. If you're really looking I mean, you could still go for that Alan Lazard from Green Bay. His targets aren't huge, but they've been uh, – it was five this past week, four the week before, five the week before. So he's he's playing. He's on the team. <laughs> he gets a few catches. Um, yeah, just it depends on what style what, – you know, how deep your league is and, you know, how, how desperate you really have to be. Otherwise, you could look at, again, future. You could look at Nikhil Harry, who could be coming back from New England and – how will they use him now that they guess a new two? You don't know. They might not use him at all. But he's also a first-round draft pick, and he could come back healthy and live up to his first-round draft pick status. But can't count on that. But, hey, if you have a bench spot and you need a receiver later on, maybe that's what you go throw the, you know, use your use a pickup on. I don't have a lot of other great pickups here. 
Yeah, I I don't have a, a lot of them either, but I do have to ask about one guy, get your take on it. So he does not fit our criteria, first of all and foremost, but he has dropped by 30%. I really want to see how you're feeling about Josh Gordon. Is, is that strange situation so, where yeah. he goes on IR, then they're, they're probably going to drop him, but he'd be healthy, so he could be picked up on waivers. Well, I mean, a lot of guessing goes into this, but a lot of people are just cutting bait. What do you feel about him? I don't think I'd feel good about picking him up if he went anywhere. I, I don't know. I just, there's something, I don't know. Why is, why is New England so quick to just say we're done with him, even if he's not actually truly injured for the rest of the year? And this is a team who obviously thinks they have an issue at wide receiver. You know, going out and spending a second-round draft pick on Sanu, there's still talk that they still think they wanted to get another receiver. They're not going to probably do that with the deadline. Um, tomorrow, but I don't know. It's something seems odd about this. I mean, it does, but I mean, we just went through a bunch of players that, mm, you know, <laughs> so if he did have the extra spot, I, I'm not, I don't feel good about that. Something is actually going to occur where he's going to be a viable option, but we've seen what he can do on a bad team before. I mean, this was way before any, it was years ago, right? And when he was on Cleveland, but you almost wonder that on a bad team that, you know, maybe he wasn't running the right routes or he wasn't a great blocker. Or he just didn't fit the scheme that New England likes to play. And that's why they went out and got Sanu, who is, you know, very comfortable in that in that kind of backup role, doing whatever you need to do kind of position. I, I do wonder if he went to a bad team that has to throw a lot. Like, I'm trying to think of something that would make sense. And I can't off the top of my head because that's how difficult it is. Um but you wonder if, you know, just lobbing it up to him a few times a game could actually be beneficial to, the you know, his bottom line. I would say if, if you have a bench spot and you can just, it's, you know, you're dropping nobody to do to get him. Yeah, it's worth, a, it's not even a risk then. Then he's worth a, he's worth a roster spot. I'll say that. So I, w- I wouldn't mind putting him there. What about tight end? Anything at tight end? I think I got one name. Uh, go ahead, because I probably have to look. Dallas Goddard. <laughs> Dallas Goddard is my name. Oh, yeah. He's- okay, yeah. And we've we've talked about him. I, I actually played him this past week in one of my leagues. It's pretty – I mean, we went into in-depth uh, – I can't remember what uh, – like a week – or was it last podcast? I can't remember now. But if you look at him and Zach Ertz, their stats going back and forth in, in no way, or at least I'm saying maybe Craig wants to go on a limb, that Goddard is the one to have over him. But they're getting awful close, and they're pretty much splitting time, and Goddard is the one getting the, the touchdowns right now. So you already saw, he's already gone up 17%, so people are starting to notice. Well, the thing with Goddard, we're talking like, like he's this big ad after a 3-for-22 game. But, <laughs> right. I mean, the thing is you just wonder if at some point this just turns and they start throwing him the ball, like, even more. Something's odd about the way they're using Ertz this year. And they're they're not even using them. I don't know. It's just it's it's just odd to me. And we know Goddard's talented, that's for sure. So if he ever was even he got more, I think they should just use these tight ends more anyway. Oh uh, yeah, I thought they were going to. I really thought that both were going to be viable options. But if you look at the last three games, or and they're not against bad defenses as well. But um, I mean Goddard hit five receptions, four receptions, three, and targeted eight, four, and five. I mean, those are healthy numbers for uh, a tight end, and he scored a touchdown in two of them. So, I mean, 
he, he is definitely trending in the right direction. And, and honestly, let's, I mean, let's be honest. I think that this Eagles team does better when they incorporate tight ends in a very heavy way. So why, why wouldn't they keep going in this direction in my mind, at least, but obviously I'm connecting some dots. Maybe they aren't there, but that's what I'm seeing. Then, um, I don't really have much else at tight end. I mean, Darren Fowles had a good two touchdown game. If you're desperate for a player, he's he's been he's been okay. He's he's been pretty decent. So if you're really hurting, you go get you can play Fowles. But that's about it for there. I mean, I guess to go look at quarterbacks real quick. Yeah, if you're looking for a if we're a, looking for like a streaming type option here, there's actually this one's interesting because if you're going to forty or below, the Decisions get very, very dicey, right? Because Daniel Jones, even though he just had a great game, he doesn't have a um, good matchup this, you know, to follow it up, I believe. Are they going against? Yeah, okay. So they're going against Dallas, I believe. Uh, Garoppolo hasn't really, even though his team is winning, he hasn't done a whole lot. Mason Rudolph, I don't really trust yet. He just went against Miami and got 20. He looks okay. The only name that kind of jumps out at me, I'm starting to wonder, Matt Moore. I know it's a weird one to wonder about it this is but yeah, if i i can't see them using mahomes this week you don't need to right like right and this that. is assuming they don't right I, obviously this would be assuming you, you give his knee one more week at least i i feel like that would be a uh, terrible decision to rush <laughs> rush their their future back on the field after a dislocation of the knee. i think it'd be a solid option in matt Moore. i really do um he has enough players around him he was he was fine this past week he was you know they didn't get the win, but he, he wasn't he wasn't terrible. He was and he was a pretty solid fantasy quarterback. So if Mahomes doesn't go, more if you're yeah, if you're really hurting for an option, Moore's not you know, there's worse than that. <laughs> I'd I'd play him over a couple other guys. Then um if we if we if we uh jump the list to fifty percent, let's say. Okay. Then then we got we got we got Minshew there. Still there. Yeah. You go play yeah, and he's a he, actually who is he playing, playing against he's Houston? A, yeah, and I think that's fine. I, I don't have any worries about that one. I think he is a, another good play. I mean, you look at his his game log. I mean, is incredibly good. It really is. He has one bad week against New Orleans that where he got four point six. But other than that, I mean, one other game he dipped below twenty. You know, in week two. I mean, that's pretty incredible from a, an unknown guy. Yeah, not not really not bad at all. So Minshew would be a, a play there, I think, for you. Um, yeah, not much else. You see that Joe Flacco is going to finally be out. We finally get to see Brandon Allen, a guy we didn't know about until a couple weeks ago. I didn't even know his name was. So, <laughs> yeah, no. God, that's not good. I can't make that any worse for Denver. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it gets better. We'll see. <laughs> but all right, I think that is going to do it for what week nine waiver wire. We'll be back with some rankings episodes, start sit questions. If you have those for us, get them in to us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail or check out the Instagram page and message us there. It's Fantasy Football Profit. But that'll do it. Talk to you guys next time.